Hello, I'm Afia Salter and I'm here to help ambitious women just like you learn how to unapologetically manifest an extraordinary life. Whether that's finally finding and living your soul's purpose, building the business of your dreams, or kicking it back with a cocktail, margarita for me, you best believe I'm right there alongside you, strapping in for the ride. Okay, gorgeous. Ready to dive in? Let's do it. Hello and welcome back to the Manifest Edit podcast. It's me, your resident host, Afia. And I just realized that in all my other episodes this month, I forgot to mention that 8th of October was my birthday, Libra season. I'm 28, feeling great, Um, except we're still in lockdown. So I didn't really get to have a proper celebration of another year of my life I'm thinking to do a couple of birthday events for the rest of the year because yeah I'm a Libra and we just love the party (laughs) I'm also an extrovert as well so it's been hard having two lockdown birthdays when I just want to celebrate have all my friends around to my house drink margaritas have I had this whole vision I had this whole vision in about July I was like yes I'm gonna have all my friends over to the apartment we spent most of the past year not actually being allowed to have people over to our houses because of lockdowns and even when we're not in lockdown we still can't have people over anyway because of restrictions I've actually had very few friends around to my apartment since I moved house last year and I had this vision in July of just having all my friends around having this really bougie brunch either in my actual apartment or we have a panoramic rooftop upstairs where there's like barbecue hot tubs things like that so I just had this beautiful vision of us all having cocktails me making food I'm a massive feeder by the way I'm a huge feeder like Gifts is my love language, so feeding my friends just brings me so much joy. I had the vision, I'm still holding the vision, except it's probably going to happen more like November, December. Oh, maybe I'll have like a Christmas thing. Anyway, my train of thought, it was my birthday, I felt like I should let you know. Also, in other interesting news, something I haven't spoken about in the podcast, Melbourne had an earthquake, well actually Victoria had an earthquake, Melbourne had the tremors. And I was actually on a podcast interview at the time. So I was doing a podcast interview for Dream Your Life podcast. And we're sitting talking and then I'm like, this weird, my chair is shaking. I got a new office chair. So I was like, oh, maybe it's something to do with a new office chair. And then my table starts shaking. My desk starts shaking. I'm like, this is strange. And then the floor, the floor starts moving. And I'm like, okay, this is not normal. And Melbourne gets pretty bad wind sometimes. So I, I don't have experience of what an earthquake feels like. So I was just like, wow, either this is really bad wind or the apartment is literally about to collapse on me right now. I've never felt something so just bizarre. And we actually, um, because we were recording, she shared, uh, Julie shared the audio on her story. Oh my God, it's so funny. I'm just talking away and I'm like, oh my God, something's, I think we're having, and I was going to say, I think we're having an earthquake, but then I was like, no, I don't know what an earthquake is. Is this actually what it feels like? And then I was like, my whole apartment's moving. And then she's like, are you okay? And I get up, my flatmates come out of her room. So I'm like, okay, I'm definitely not just privately hallucinating. And we both come out. I say, can we pause the podcast for a moment? We get up, we walk around, it stops. And then I come back to sit back down at my desk, obviously a little shaken. I was like, oh, sorry about that. I don't really know what just happened. And then Julie's like, no, you guys just had a podcast. You need, I was, you just had a podcast. You just had an earthquake. You need to look on Twitter. It's all over Twitter. Because I Googled it and I'd looked at the news. Well, obviously it hadn't hit the news yet, but Twitter can always count on Twitter. Um, Twitter was like, yeah, six point, 
um, zero, 5.9 earthquake just hit Melbourne. I experienced my first ever earthquake. And then I had 10 calls for the rest of the day and just acted like everything was normal. <laughs> but throughout the day, my hands were shaking. So funny. Um, well, I mean, so funny in that no one got hurt because we're all in lockdown. So the debris falling from buildings that I did actually fall from, thankfully didn't hurt anyone. It was just such a bizarre experience. And the funniest thing is that when I was doing the podcast interview, we were in the middle of talking about um, the importance of science. I was like, yeah, you know, everything has a meaning. If you look for it next minute, the ground is fucking shaking. So <laughs> yeah, um, that's that's my life right now. So just like get you updated. Um, right about now, although I'm recording this episode in advance, so pre-disclaimer, but right about now I am in the throes of the Vibes Method Retreat for October. You've heard me talking about it. Now it's happening. I am probably just in awe of the incredible women that are in the retreat. I mean, I feel like that now with a couple of weeks to go. But today on the topic of just being in awe and living your life from this blissful state, I want to talk to you about something that I haven't really heard talked about before, and that is limitless beliefs. And we'll hear a lot in the space, your limiting beliefs. And if you've not heard of limiting beliefs before, this is just to say the beliefs that really hold you back from doing what it is you set out to do in life. They're based on your past stories, your past traumas, your past patterns, the people in your life who you've grown up around. And we all have an awareness at least that we have limiting beliefs and some of us actually know what some of those limiting beliefs are what many of those limiting beliefs are and then some people are taking a step further and actually taking that action towards learning more about themselves and perhaps changing those stories if those stories are no longer serving them what can happen though when we spend so much time focusing on our limiting beliefs and trying to find in some ways our flaws and looking at the shadow is that when we spend so much time in the darkness we forget that there is actually a lightness to us and in getting stuck in the darkness we can find ourselves being sucked into that victim mentality rather than embracing what's there for you what's here for you in the present so what i want to talk to you about today is that aspect of living in the present and appreciating the now in creating those limitless beliefs for your life because life is limitless you are limitless baby so if we know our limiting beliefs are about our shadow aspects and we can determine that our limitless beliefs are about our light i believe we all have a shadow and a light life is all about that duality you'll have heard me talking on the podcast before about the law of duality which is one of the universal laws the law of polarity which is that every up has a down every down has an up every positive has a negative and that in life, animals, nature, everything has these two opposite magnetic pulls. So if you're thinking that it's very easy and most people typically find it easy to find the flaws, to find the limits and can acknowledge that, but where people tend to struggle is to see their light and to feel comfortable talking about it. I remember when I first began showing up in the coaching space even as a manifestation coach, I felt some type of way about actually sharing all of the incredible things that were happening in my life, all of the incredible things I was manifesting and the experiences I was getting to have. And I felt in some ways like, oh, am I bragging if I talk about how amazing I am? Now it's a completely different story. You can't shut me up talking about myself and how amazing I am. But it took some time to get here and not just in the past year, but throughout my life in feeling comfortable 
really stepping into that boss ass vision and I think that there is this beautiful beautiful light within so many of in fact every single one of the women that I work with and seeing them step into both the shadow and the light brings me unparalleled levels of joy and pride because doing that work for yourself is a gift and it's also a gift for every single person around you every single person and so if you've been having trouble looking into your light today I want to invite you on this episode to take an open mind and to bring an awareness to that lightness that's already within you I remember one of the first times that I talked about this inner light with one of my clients and she was talking about these really big goals that she wanted to manifest in her nine to five. She was in a commission-based job and she really wanted to increase that commission she was bringing in. Spoiler alert, she did actually end up manifesting three times her income. So when I talk about money manifestation, it's not just for people who have their own businesses. It can be for the nine to fivers out there as well. And she was talking about manifesting things into her life. And I asked her, well, how often are you acknowledging the successes that you already have? My flatmate just came home, apologies. So I asked her how many times she had actually been acknowledging the successes that she already had. And this is a question that I will ask many of my clients, especially the ones who feel like I can never manifest anything, things never really work out, can I even do this, is okay, let's acknowledge all the things that you've already manifested up until this point so far. And surprisingly, she hadn't been acknowledging any of the successes she'd already had. So I set her a task of acknowledging three successes every single day for the next month. And by the end of the month, she was in a completely different energy, noticing how freaking powerful she was. So if you're struggling at the moment with waking up to your light, I really, really encourage you to begin writing down three successes each day. And these successes don't need to be groundbreaking successes, but I want you to pick something different every single day. So don't just write, I made my bed today every single day. That's that's child's play. We're not here for child's play. We want to really up level things, really step up the game and get comfortable with noticing the three successes. Moving on from noticing the three successes, I want you to begin to share these, right? I don't want you just to acknowledge them yourself, but I want you to get comfortable sharing and spreading that light with other people and knowing that it's not necessarily bragging. I think there's a lot of negativity attached to bragging where personally I encourage every single one of my clients to do it. I want them to brag to me. I want them to brag to other people in the mastermind community and I want them to brag to their friendship circles. Not only does it begin the process of normalizing women sharing their successes but it begins that process of my clients feeling more comfortable in owning their successes honoring their successes and guess what happens when you own and honor your success guess what happens when you own and honor your light you awaken to more of it and there's this quote that i love i don't actually remember who said it but it's first you awaken to your darkness and then you awaken to your light And I think it's so true that it's very easy for people to recognize the darkness and we're conditioned to always look for the bad in the world, always look for the danger in the world, but we're not conditioned to look for the successes. I remember growing up that I was very wary of the world. I was very wary of bad things going to happen. I was orphaned at 14 and for me one of the ways that I got myself through that was not actually facing my grief head on and seeing this as a beautiful experience for me to work through but it was like if I allow myself to feel this 
I'm going to be completely consumed by the darkness. What I didn't realize was that I also had a lightness living alongside it and that light can thrive in the shadow as well. This is what I mean when I share with people the importance of experiencing and feeling all of your emotions is that neither of them take away from the other. So for me, when I was growing up, I definitely repressed a lot of my emotions, which is why now when I talk to people, I'm very big on expressing, honoring and owning all of your emotions, the frustration, the anger, the joy, all of it. All of it is equally important and none of it holds more weighting than the other. So for me, that was something that I definitely did not experience when I was younger. I also was someone who did not really feel comfortable acknowledging my light. This began at school. And I remember I always used to kind of just mess around at school for my first few years. I just wanted to be popular. I wanted to be liked. And despite the fact that I was very intelligent, I didn't really want other people to know that. And this changed when I actually got a detention for writing something I shouldn't have in one of my classes. And I had, I think I had a month's detention with my history teacher. And unbeknownst to her, um, this woman, Miss Walker, um, Louise Walker, changed my life. She completely changed the trajectory of my life because she made me realize that it was actually okay to be smart. It was okay to enjoy my subjects. It was okay to be good at things. It was okay to own that about myself and to love that about myself. And after giving me that detention, she also kind of decided to take me under her wing and mentor me. And so I loved showing up for her class. I loved showing up for history. I loved showing up for the rest of my classes. I did French. I did information systems. And i freaking full out nerded on those classes I was obsessed with them and I enjoyed them so much and instead of hiding away from how intelligent I was I began to talk about myself in a way that acknowledged how how great I really was I began to apply for scholarships and I got them I would go to summer schools I would have all of these incredible experiences I would share all of these ideas with our class for fundraising for our equivalent of um, an American prom. I think in the UK they just call it a school dance. Anyway, the point is that I began to become more comfortable with talking about myself in a way that amounted to how incredible I actually was. And more than just getting comfortable with talking about myself, other people were beginning to see this too. And I remember at one point we were writing our personal statements for uni. And after I'd finished writing my own personal statement, which I actually found very easy to do. I found it very easy to write a list of all the things I'd achieved, all the points I saw potential universities might be interested in. And then I went on to help other people write their personal statements as well. And I always find this funny because I remember writing this one boy's personal statement. <laughs> I wrote his personal statement for midwifery, which is something that I have no interest in at all. But the way that I would help write these incredible personal statements for people is I would ask them to talk about themselves and then pick out all of these aspects of their lightness that I could see that they weren't fully leaning into and I would pull it out and stretch it out and talk about it for their personal statements and yes every single one of them got a uni offer so you're welcome guys. What I realized from that point and especially with getting into university was that in order to get opportunities you have to be comfortable talking about yourself and so throughout uni, I began to adopt the same things I learned throughout school in being able to acknowledge these successes, acknowledge certain skills and talents that I'd had and putting myself forward for things. It was not always comfortable. And 
Um, in fact, I'm not sure if I've spoken about this in the podcast before, but I've definitely spoken about it in virtual retreats in that I applied for this scholarship program and out of a thousand people, just over a hundred are chosen. And throughout that whole process, you have to go through about four different interviews, you have applications. And I remember just thinking like the people who apply for this are so superhuman. They are doing, because you get to read the bios of all the past students and and the present students and I'm reading all the other people's bios and I'm like how can I match up to these people and then when I began writing mine I was like yeah these are superhumans but I'm actually a superhuman as well and a full circle moment is that I did end up winning the scholarship and the dream one that I'd applied for which led to me working overseas in San Diego for three months and actually leading the marketing team for a really really a really really important project and then Following that a scholarship, I actually then went on to work for the company that facilitated the scholarships for nine months and I put myself forward for a role that was actually based in Glasgow while I was based in Aberdeen. I said, you know what, I can see some really great changes I can make within this company and I don't think that it matters that I'm based in Aberdeen and they gave me the position. They gave me the position anyway. So if you've ever read Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg, she makes a really interesting point about men being willing to put themselves in positions that they're not necessarily qualified for and just going for it when it comes specifically to applying for jobs but I believe it applies to a lot of other areas as well in that men feel and this is a generalization but what she noticed was that men feel more comfortable putting themselves in the room even if they're not fully qualified on the other hand women will pull back until they're overqualified and feel comfortable in applying and putting themselves in the room and I see that a lot in the online space and I see that a lot with my clients as well in that sometimes you have to just put yourself in the fucking room even if you feel like maybe I'm not fully worthy of being there even if you feel like I'm not fully deserving of being there even if you feel like there are people who are much more suited than the room for the room than you are if you desire to be in the room it's your responsibility to either get yourself to a place where you feel comfortable putting yourself forward but before that put yourself forward anyway I'm not just talking about job opportunities I'm talking about putting yourself out there for relationships I'm talking about showing up online I'm talking about every single facet of your life is that you have to show up to the table and more than showing up to the table you have to begin to craft your own table which you are going to be inviting other people to magnetizing other people to purely through the essence of your own energy and that's what happens when you begin to wake up to your light and that's what happens when you wake up to your limitless beliefs not just your limiting ones so now that we've talked about the importance of your lightness and also my experience of waking up to my lightness as well is that I want to talk to you about your limitless beliefs what beliefs do you have about who you are here to be in this world? What beliefs do you have about the vision that you want to create? What are your core values? This is one of my very first steps in the vibes method for aligned manifestation is embodying the vibe of your higher self. How do you embody the vibe of your higher self? Well, you embody the vibe of your higher self by being crystal clear on the vision that it is you want to create and also the vision of the person who you want to be in this world. And if there is a little bit of a gap between where you are right now to where you want to be that doesn't mean that you can't get there but it means let's take a look at some things let's acknowledge the present let's acknowledge the amazing incredible work you've already done in the past but also let's set an intention that it doesn't end here this is just the beginning limitless beliefs what beliefs do you want to adopt about the person who you are and the um the change that you want to create for me 
my beliefs are that my success is inevitable. I believe that so, so deeply that everything I do is infused with that belief. Some say belief like that is delusional and I think everything we do in life is somewhat delusional. We're all hallucinating different realities and while we're hallucinating these different realities, I'd rather hallucinate the one that says everything I want, everything I desire is possible rather than the reality where I think I'm not capable of achieving anything. Which one would you rather choose? My other beliefs are I will be the first one in my family to become a millionaire. My family love when I share that with them. They're like, you know what? You go ahead as long as you're going to share the wealth with us, which of course, of course, I would always share it with my team. My belief is I am surrounded by the most incredible humans and I attract those humans to me every single day in every single moment. And I'm blessed to have the most awe-inspiring clients, the most like soul-aligned friends and just be surrounded by these people every single day. That is really a dream that became a reality and at first when you come up with your limitless beliefs they may feel like a far-off dream or it may feel like a thing for some day but you can't look at it as something that will happen eventually. It's something that is happening now and it's something that you're in the process of believing just now. Even if you don't feel that you believe it fully, you will get to a point where that belief is so strong, where you believe it so heavily that it makes as much sense to you as knowing that the sun is going to rise in the morning and set in the evening. That was a belief that I gave myself in 2020 about entering competitions. When I first heard about entering competitions, I was like, yeah, you know, this is just a thing for some lucky people win competitions. And then I went on to see my friend win a competition. I was like, some lucky people plus plus the addition of my friend win these competitions. And then we began entering them together. I was like, some lucky people plus my friend plus that one competition that I entered. And I was like, wait, if I can win one competition, it means it's possible for me to win competitions. So what if I believed instead of nobody wins these things, I win these things. And not only do I win these things, but I win these things every single week. And I did. That was my limitless belief. I won. I won. I won over $9,000 of competition prizes, including a diamond ring. I won a holiday. I won teeth whitening. I won over a thousand dollars worth of clothes I won money I won every single category you can think of I won something from it and if you want to learn more about the other things I won and how I did it you can check out my episode I think it might be episode 21 but the but the point is when I set that belief I didn't know I didn't have evidence that it was going to be true the, the evidence was my belief so you can't say well I'm going to set this belief but then it needs to be proven to me proven to me you have to set the belief believe it and then you will receive the evidence but if you're just like yeah I guess and you know you know another belief that I find um is when I see it comes to business like yeah I'm going to give this my full effort for six months and then if I'm not making this amount of money by six months then it isn't for me or I'm going to try and manifest this but if I don't get my partner within this space of time then it's obviously not for me you have to set the belief that this is happening no matter what and that's the difference between a commitment and a wish that is just not based in anything you have to have that strong backing behind it otherwise how do you expect things to happen you strengthen your beliefs through practice so i want you to pause this episode and think of the first three limitless beliefs that come to your head 
and I don't want you to say, well, I can't think of any. You can absolutely think of some. Think of something you want to manifest and then some empowering beliefs that you want to hold around it or think about how you want to feel when you look at yourself in the mirror or feel like how you think about how you want other people to feel around you. Coming up with three should be a piece of cake. And honestly, if, if you can, I want you to even come up with 10 because having those 10 different beliefs to play with it's a really fun game and you don't have to focus on every single one at the same time but it's just about a practice of thinking about the kind of beliefs that you want to run your life by i see the limitless beliefs as the blueprint of the life that you are one day going to live and instead of living in that one day place we live in the present moment and we make those beliefs true now we are the one who get to decide that the waiting that our beliefs have in our lives and for me no matter how ludicrous or unrealistic or in inverted commas impossible I will seem, I know because of my limitless belief that my success is inevitable, that my beliefs are inevitable too. So what I want you to take away from this episode is not just focusing on your limiting beliefs, but also looking at your limitless beliefs. I want you to identify the ways in which you've been hiding from your light and know that not only is it okay for you to embrace your light, but it is right and it is good and it is amazing for you to do so. And lastly, I want you to think about the kind of limitless beliefs you want to live your life by. I want you to take some time to consider these. And I want you to screenshot this episode and share one of your limitless beliefs with atafiasalter underscore because I want to share them all. I want to celebrate you for being the limitless queen that you are. And on the topic of being queenly, if working on your limitless beliefs is something that you want to dive into more, I definitely recommend checking out my meditation bundle, Queen of the Quantum. It's all about quantum manifestation and meeting your higher self, setting those really high standards for yourself, really meeting that highest level version of yourself that's been within you all along. And what you'll hear me say very often is that your higher self is not becoming someone different, but it's becoming who you truly are underneath the bullshit of who you thought you needed to be. And Queen of the Quantum is really about bridging the gap between where you are now, where you want to be, and the person who you need to be, and the person who you truly are to get there. It's one of my all-time favorite products I've ever created, and I know I say that about a lot of my products, but meditation has been one of my most powerful, powerful tools for some of my breakthroughs. And the reason for that is because it allows you to get to those subconscious levels, which is where the deepest level of change takes place. And I actually studied a course in neurolinguistic programming last year. So some of the language in there is designed specifically to help you recode those limiting beliefs into some of those more limitless beliefs and to really take you into that really deep hypnosis meditative state where you can allow the version of you who's lying dormant to come to the forefront and tell you what she really wants to create in this world who she wants to be and on top of having that meditation there is also an ebook which describes all around quantum manifestation without any of like the boring sciencey jargon think about it as quantum manifestation and quantum physics for dummies but actually fun and then also you get a desire map workbook which is going to help you take the things that come to you throughout the meditative process take those intuitive downloads and to really really make sense of them and use them as powerful tools before before for moving forward and the thing is when it comes to the downloads and the advice and the um, wisdom that you get from your spirit guides it really is some of the most powerful healing tools and tools for propelling you forward because so often we 
outsource that permission, we outsource that joy, we outsource that direction to other people when truly the truth is that it's been lying in us and it has been there all along. It's just about learning how to access it and trusting those nudges in order to move forward. So you can check out the link for Queen of the Quantum in the bio and I cannot wait to hear how you've gone with creating those limitless beliefs. Thanks for tuning in today. I am so glad to have you here. And if you love what you've heard, remember to subscribe and leave a review because it helps even more people find and enjoy the podcast. And I just appreciate it so much. One last thing before you go, what was your biggest takeaway today? Screenshot the episode and share on Instagram at afiasalter underscore to let me know. Okay, can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, gorgeous. 